Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Just Get Fit with Nikki. I'm your host, Nikki, a certified nutrition coach and personal trainer. And today I'm sharing 10 things I'd wish I'd known before, but a workout edition. So basically, when it comes to my journey, I have been working out consistently for nearly eight years, you know, really kind of getting into my strength training and my consistency with that. But what I wanted to share with you are things that honestly, I, like I said, I wish I'd done before. So jumping right in, the first is that strength training would skyrocket my overall confidence. This is not something I thought would happen. To be perfectly honest, my journey, like many people started from a place of wanting to lose weight and wanting to be smaller. And it transitioned over a six month period into, oh, let's, let's lift some weights and like, let's see what happens. And I got in a way addicted to that. Like, I do want to get stronger and I do want to be able to lift more and I do want to build more muscle and I do want to feel more confident because I think as scary as going to the gym can be not knowing what to do, you know, feeling out of place and not having that knowledge. We all start there. Every single person you see at the gym start at the beginning. And they also had those doubts. They also had those, oh, I'm not really sure why I'm here or what to do. But the process of having to work through that discomfort, to make friends in the process, to learn, to get out of my comfort zone has really, really made such a positive impact on my overall confidence in life, not just in the gym, but like in actual life, how I carry myself, how I run my business. And I think that is such an amazing takeaway that I did not expect. Okay. Number two, it is a lot harder to get big and bulky as a woman than you think. So please don't be scared to lift heavy because people are always going like, oh my gosh, like I don't want to get too muscular. I don't want to have these like huge shoulders or arms or legs. And, and my response is, it's going to take a lot of work for that to happen because there are people who are actually working towards that and they're working their butts off in the gym. And when it comes to their nutrition in terms of how much they're eating and how much they're challenging themselves, it will not happen overnight. Yes, there are definitely newbie gains for people who are beginning in that you are going to see strength gains happen a lot more rapidly in the beginning, but that definitely slows down. And then you have to really challenge yourself and, and focus on that consistency and focus on progressive overload in order to continue to see results and in order to build muscle. And so the other reminder I have is that if you do, whether it's, you know, a genetic blessing or something like that, you can make a change because similar to how we build muscle, if we stop doing the things that led to us building muscle, we will lose that muscle. It will naturally start to dissipate. And as a result, you will go back to more of a similar physique than you had before. And so if you train, you know, upper body twice a week and your arms start to grow in a way that you dislike, guess what? You can cut back on your training. You can cut back on doing certain shoulder exercises or certain bicep exercises, but change takes time. It happens gradually. You're not just going to wake up and look like the Hulk. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. It's going to happen over time. And because of that, if something does happen that you're like, mm, not a fan, you can modify your training split and you can do less of certain things and do more of other things in order to build a physique that you like and makes you feel comfortable and confident. Number three, follow a program. 
a lot of people, including myself, have gone through periods where we kind of just willy nilly go through and you go to the gym and you're kind of like, oh, I guess we'll do a little of this. I guess we'll do a little of that. I'll pick up those dumbbells and I'll put them down and then I'll pick up those dumbbells. And, and the thing about that is, I don't know about you, but when I do that and I don't come in with a purpose and I don't come in with a plan or a program that I'm following, I don't know when I'm going to be done per se. I kind of just go, well, I guess I'm tired now or I don't feel like thinking anymore. So I'm out. And it would mean kind of more dicking around to the gym, less focus, less challenging myself. And a result, as a result, I would also have less results. And I would often leave the gym feeling not super accomplished or not super challenged. And then I kind of had wasted my time. And so following a program, it doesn't have to be mine, but following a program of some kind can help bring a lot of structure and guidance to your day. You can go in and be like, you know what? I don't feel like doing those exercises, but if you go with a plan, the chances of you sticking to that plan, or at least, you know, training in a way that's going to be beneficial to you and have you feeling challenged and see progress and growth is going to be far more likely than if you're just doing random workouts here and there for different amounts of time or different reps or sets or anything like that, especially if you're new. If you're new, you definitely want to be following something because it helps you build that structure. It helps you, you know, focus on your form to practice things because it does not need to be overly complicated. You do not need to be doing 72 different exercises every single week and balancing on a ball and juggling dumbbells or anything like that. This is about consistency, quality exercises and good form. You know, there's a reason that when you open up most people's programs, you're probably going to see bicep curls. They're a basic exercise. They're great for you. They're kind of just, just a good one, right? And there's a lot of other exercises that you're going to see as well. So just because you've seen an exercise before and you do it, you know, frequently, you know, even every week, it doesn't mean it's not going to be helpful or beneficial to you. There's value in doing those, you know, basics, which are fantastic. Okay. Number four, focus on good form before lifting heavier. And maybe this is just my inner meathead talking, but once I really got into lifting, I just wanted to lift more and more and more. And sometimes to my own detriment, I would sacrifice form in order to lift more. And I can tell you that I'm very lucky in that I don't think it really ever led to any kind of injury, but it definitely did not help with my overall progress in terms of feeling more confident. And I think this is where as hard as it can be to not let that get the best of us when we do want to progress and feel stronger, there are lots of ways to challenge yourself that don't necessarily involve adding more weight right? You can do more reps. You can do an extra set. You can slow down the movement. You can focus on adding a pause or focus on that eccentric portion or time under tension, but it does not simply have to be more weight that you're adding in order to challenge yourself. So definitely good form over how heavy you're lifting is way more important. Okay. Number five, recovery and rest are just as important as working out. I know I have gone through a distorted relationship with exercise and I've often felt when I started that taking a rest day was a waste and that resting meant that I wasn't burning enough calories on those days. And so a big 
pivot for me in my mind shift that has been really life-changing when it comes to exercise is not looking at exercise as a means to burn calories, but as a means to get stronger, to feel more confident in my skin, to work on body recomposition. Um, and you know, that overall feeling of, oh, I feel good and I feel healthy as opposed to if I work out for this long, I should burn this many calories, which means that I can eat. That is not the correlation that has ever helped me in terms of having a positive relationship with exercise and movement. And so not only was changing that incredibly important, but it was really, really important to also remind myself that it is okay to rest. And just because, you know, you might wake up and go, oh, you know, today's a leg day, but I'm tired. I need to rest. You are allowed to take that rest. You do not need to earn a rest day, right? This is not meant to be something where, you know, you're working out for 90 days. This is meant to be a lifestyle change. And so if you plan on working out and being active for the rest of your life, it's okay if you miss workouts here and there because you need to rest, because you're tired, because you need to recover. Rest is important. So it allows you to come back, lift more, be stronger, avoid injury, all of those things. So it is definitely something super important and not something to skip out on. Number six, don't obsess over supplements. So often I see people starting to work out and they're like, what supplement should I take? Like, do I need creatine? Do I need to take BCAAs? Like what's the best pre-workout and, and protein powder and all those things. And honestly, this is advice as a personal trainer and as a nutrition coach, less is more, especially if you're starting out. Those things are not going to make anything magical happen to you. They're not, right? Just like coffee for most of us gives us a boost of energy, so does pre-workout. You don't want to take pre-workout, have a coffee, right? A protein shake, as helpful as it can be, is the equivalent of, you know, consuming protein in the form of, you know, Greek yogurt or a chicken breast or tempeh or, or tofu, it's just another alternative to make it a little bit easier for those of us who struggle. Do you need it? No, there are lots of people who are able to get enough protein through their diet and whole foods. But if you do struggle, sure, it can be helpful. Do you need it? No. And same with BCAs. I don't think for most of us, it's worth the money. Yes, there's research on them. And yes, it's safe. But once again, you can get a lot of those branched chain amino acids from the foods that you are eating on a daily basis. Creatine, yes, it's got lots of research and studies done on it. Is it beneficial? Yes. Does everyone need to use it? No. Do I use it? No. Have I used it in the past? Yes. Will I use it in the future? I honestly don't know. But it's one of those things where I think people put so much focus on it and reliance on that. Okay, well, that's going to be the deal breaker. That's what's going to make a difference. And in reality, your consistency with your training, your consistency on focusing on progressive overload and showing up for yourself regularly is far more important than any supplement you're ever going to take. None of them are magic. You are the secret sauce. You showing up is what's important. Okay, number seven. The scale will not always indicate your progress. If you are trying to lose weight, if you are focusing on body recomposition, the scale might throw you for a loop. And so it's not always going to be the best indicator of saying, yeah, things are happening. Things are great. I'm getting stronger. 
um, my body's changing, it might not help you that way. Because although one pound of muscle does not weigh more than a pound of fat, one pound equals one pound, you know, muscle is more dense, and it does take up less space. And so, you know, you might see the scale increase, but you might also see your body composition change in a really positive way. And so don't let that be an indicator of progress in terms of only seeing that number go down. All right, number eight, you can't out train a bad diet. And this is a tough one. I vividly remember this woman at the gym and she was there every day. And I'm talking, this was a couple of years ago when, you know, I was going regularly in the middle of the day and I'd be there, I'd socialize with my friends, I'd work out. And she would be there being like, I work out for two hours a day. I should, you know, look like a fitness model by now. And I recently saw her and she looks pretty much the same as she did then. And this is not, you know, her consistency, incredible. Like she would come in, crush it and and work out and do all these things and like kudos to her. So this is not any kind of negativity about her. But I think the element is that for many people, they train and they work out and they do all these things, but then they go home and they haven't made any changes to their nutrition. And so if you think about it from a mathematical standpoint, even if you were someone who has the time and energy to train five days a week, okay, say you train five days a week for for an hour each time, that's five hours. Well, you're still eating every single day, multiple times a day, probably three times a day, if not more. That's 21 meals over the course of seven days versus five workouts. There's definitely one (laughs) that's happening a lot more than the other which is very normal. You should not be working out 21 times in a week. That is unhealthy and insane and not sustainable. But my point is that if you are working out consistently and you are training and you are doing all these things and you are not necessarily seeing the changes that you're looking for, it's time to actually have a look at your nutrition and what you're consuming. Because that is a big factor for so many of us when it actually comes to changing our body composition and when it comes to losing weight as well. Okay, next one. Number nine, longer workouts don't equal better workouts. For a very long time when I started working out, I thought the longer the workout, the better it was, the more calories it burned, the more successful I would be. And that's just not the case. This is really and truly about focusing on quality form, you know, those basic exercises, those compound movements, more does not equal better. Because the thing about that mindset also is that what if you don't have time? If you don't have 45 minutes an hour to work out, are you just going to say, well, there's absolutely no point. It's not beneficial whatsoever. If that's the case, then that's problematic because there are plenty of people who do not have 45 to 60 minutes to work out. And that is okay. You know, a 15 or 20 minute workout is still fantastic. It's something to be proud of. And so focus on what you have the time and energy for to fit into your schedule and work on that. Work on those basic compound exercises, work on, you know, great form, work on your consistency, but don't think that more is always going to be better. Just because you spend two hours at the gym does not mean you are going to be stronger or progressing faster than everyone else. It's not necessarily the case, right? It's about what you're doing, the quality of time that you're putting in, the focus that you're putting in. 
You know, are you dicking around between sets? Are you scrolling on your phone? Are you taking 10 minute rest breaks? Those are the things that make a difference, right? So focus on (laughs) being present and getting your workout done. It does not have to take forever. Okay. Think about your time. Think about your schedule. What can you consistently show up and do this week? It does not have to be next week. Next week might look a little different. Maybe your workouts are shorter. Maybe they're longer. Maybe it's one more. Maybe it's less. But at the end of the day, quality reps, good form and consistency, as I've said way too many times in this episode, are your friend. Okay, last but not least, this is probably the biggest one. And that is progressive overload is queen. Okay, and what does that mean? Progressive overload is what you can call, you know, how you challenge yourself in terms of intensity or frequency or load. So if you are doing a workout and, you know, a program calls for three sets of 10 bicep curls, if you do 10 bicep curls and you're, you stop at that 10, but in reality, you could probably do 15 just because you're that strong you're not focusing on progressive overload. You're focusing on going, yep, okay, I grabbed the dumbbells, I did the 10 reps, I waited, I did the 10 reps, I waited, I did the 10 reps. But if you have more to give, if you have more in your tank and you're not utilizing that, you're not focusing on progressive overload. You are not challenging yourself. And challenging yourself can be, you know, done in different ways. It does not have to mean that you have to increase the load or how much you're lifting, but it can be done in terms of the intensity. It can be done in terms of frequency with the reps or number of sets that you're doing in order to progress. So if you are feeling stagnant in your workouts, this is something to consider. You know, if you were doing, like I said, three sets of 10 bicep curls and it's too easy, you can consider a couple things. So you can increase the weight, which means that maybe you will be able to just do those 10. Maybe you'll only be able to do eight. That's okay too. But give yourself that option to challenge yourself while still focusing on safety and good form. Another thing you can do, increase time under tension. So you can increase the eccentric portion of the movement. You could add a pause. You could consider doing things like shortening your rest breaks or perhaps adding an extra set. But another way to think about progressive overload is when it comes to, um, you know, accessory exercises like bicep curls or tricep dips, you kind of want to have one to two reps in reserve, meaning you really only want to be able to, in theory, do one or two more reps. So if the exercise that you're doing calls for 10 reps and you stop at 10, You should stop at 10 being like, I theoretically could do one or two more, but I'm stopping at 10 because this is a safe place to stop. Like I said, if you could do five more, that is too many reps in reserve and you should be challenging yourself more. When it comes to, you know, compound movements like deadlifts, chest press, squats, you might even want to have two or three reps in reserve, depending on how much you're lifting or how comfortable you are with the exercise, because those are the things that tend to be you know, heavier loads, and you want to definitely make sure that you are performing them safely and having enough gas left in your tank to actually, you know, like I said, focus on good form and not injure yourself in the process of training. So reps and reserve is a good way to assess whether or not you are focusing on progressive overload. So like I've said, for those accessory exercises, it's more like one to two reps, but for heavier compound movements, it might be anywhere from two to three reps in your tank that you are able to do 
but you're not. You're not doing them, but you could in theory. And if you're not sure, there are some fantastic videos going in greater depth um, on YouTube, people just running through them and giving you more in-depth exercises as, or more in-depth explanations as well. Right, that is a wrap on this episode. If you are looking for more structure with your workouts, you can check out my workout app and you can download a free trial. My workout app can be found at www.justget.fit forward slash stronger, or you can search Just Get Fit Fitness for Women in the Apple App Store. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and you can give me a follow on Instagram at justget.fit and slide into my DMs if you have any questions or things you want to share.